And that's fucking time ago in a town called Kickapoo. They lived a humble family, religious through and through. But yea, there was a black sheep, and he knew just what to do. His name was young JP, and he refused to step in line. A vision he did see of fucking rocking all the time. He rode a tasty jam, and all the planets did align. The dragon's balls were blazing and I stepped into his cave Then I sliced his fucking cockles with a long and shiny blade Twas I who fucked the dragon, fuck a lysing, fuck a loo And if you try to fuck with me, then I shall fuck you too Gotta get it on in the party zone I got to shoot a load in the party zone Gotta lick a toad in the party zone You are hungry for the rock But to learn the ancient methods Secret doors you must unlock Escape your father's clutches In this oppressive neighborhood On a journey you must go To find the land of Hollywood In the city of fallen angels Where the ocean meets the sand You will form a strong alliance And the world's most awesome brand But in the end, he knew that he would find his counterpart.
the house of our parents. I was hoping. Yeah, move into the big city, start your student life, and then what happens? That's what we're going to talk about today. I am Katinka. We're on the Student Radio Maastricht and RTV Maastricht 107.5 FM. Uh, here with my co-host, Ralfa. Welcome. Hello, hello. Uh, we're going to do the show today with the two of us, but we're going to have some recordings of you of other people that will talk with us about today's topic, which is landlords, housing, laws and tenants' rights. Yeah, what's up with that? Fun topics, huh? Yeah, fun topics. Especially uh, in times of quarantine, yeah, I think. I think uh, the quarantine was a big uh, game changer for all of us. Uh, but we're just going to start with talking about yeah the, the topics around that. So landlords, do you have a landlord, Rafa? I think most of us do these days. Yeah. Like I do have a landlord, uh, happily or sadly, however you call it. Um, we are going to have some, as you said, we are going to have pre-recorded content from Luna and from Jürgen Wurst. Yes. Yes, our like German SBE student because they are very opinionated. So in case you, you think the content will be offensive, stop listening now because <laughs> this is going to be one of our harsher topics. I think we're just going to be honest. Um, Very honest. We really want to try to see the different points here. So the points uh, of views of the tenants, different type of tenants, also landlords and different type of landlords mm -hmm. and the whole business around it, because that's what it is, right? It is a big business, booming yeah, business. Exactly. Like what I loved um, when we had the, like the pre-discussion is what you said that landlords or like a lot of them nowadays are making a basic need. So a need for shelter, for living yeah. into a, a business plan, you know? It is a business. It's a it's a booming business, actually, especially here in the Netherlands. You have to be registered. Registered. You have to have a house and an address. There's no way of living without being registered. You cannot on, study. On an you cannot work. Right. You cannot do anything without. Well, no. I mean, I ca I find myself to be an expert on this <laughs> a bit, but still, you know, like generally, in the as the principle goes, you need to be registered. You need to have your BSN number. Um, nowadays, you need to have. You need to be both registered to have the re uh, BSN number as well. Right. Yeah. Definitely. Mm, so basically like we wanted to gather like all the information or like stories from people around the city um, regarding their landlords because of course we don't want to generalize people not every landlord is terrible we also had this discussion like we both had great people who own houses and support their tenants and we have yeah businessmen essentially you know like my biggest problem I think is like in relation to treating this whole well, necessity for owning a house as a business is that, um, yeah, as with any businesses, like the, at some point the owner starts looking to cut the costs. So that's when the tenants start to suffer. Your heating doesn't work. Um, the water doesn't work. You don't have internet, electricity, whatnot, you know? Yeah, well, and it's also because we all need a place to live and mm. there's more people than there are rooms, especially in Maastricht. Well, I'm s I say especially in Maastricht, but it is a problem here in Maastricht. But if you look at Amsterdam, for instance, it's even worse there because they're lacking actually the amount of student housing for the whole first year of university students. That's how, how many more um, student rooms there should be for everybody to have a place legally. Isn't that the case in Maastricht as well? Don't they lack? Well, not that big. Mm. I don't think that the whole first year of uni here uh, is lacking housing, but there there is definitely a problem here. Uh, we don't have enough places for students to live or enough affordable places because they get so expensive mm. i mean you know i've been living here all my life um i left my parents place when i was six well i just turned 17 i think 
Um, so yeah, that's let's be honest, that's eleven years ago mm-hmm. <laughs> by now. Uh, and back then, I was renting a place in in Ambi, and it was about fourteen square meters, and I paid two hundred eighty euros, and it was all inclusive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now I saw the same place, actually the same room, um, a few months ago. Price. Yeah, it's four hundred fifty euros now. Seriously, it yeah. is actual double. Yeah. So th- mm-hmm. and then those prices are crazy, but you can ask them because people will pay it mm. and in amsterdam you you can see rooms in amsterdam that are eight square meters so that's basically a bed and um not even a desk it yeah no I, I i can relate to that i also had rooms of like nine square meters which was essentially like i had a bed a wardrobe and a desk you know and yeah. that's it well i was lucky enough to pay back then that was like five years ago almost so like and still i paid 280 euros i think for it yeah so for for a small that is for a room that's that small i think that's i mean you shouldn't even be renting it but it's fine uh, in amsterdam for so for a place like that they still ask six seven hundred euros mm. no and like that's, that's like the biggest problem like i have with with the <coughs> with the whole business because as you mentioned the word we all we all love it gentrification yeah um <laughs> which is essentially happening you know like i um recently luna posted something on sharing is caring i think looking for stories from people and actually i read the post and it wasn't so it wasn't too bad right like no. As far as I'm no definitely not she was just asking uh, and we're going to go into that as well because mm-hmm. she's having some trouble now with paying rent obviously because she lost her job uh, right before the lockdown and mm-hmm. now she's not able to get a new job but she's also not getting the the support because she didn't have a job when the lockdown started exactly so yeah. that was just really unfortunate timing um, and and the, her question in the Facebook group was just like, so did anybody set some agreement with the landlords? How did you do that? Did you write an official letter? And do you maybe have an example for me? Mm. And she just, I mean, the comments. No, I've seen the comments crazy. and like the comments are generally ridiculous. I think like the most outrageous one I've seen is that, and to be honest, like I don't even think it was far away from the truth. Um, I'm not going to be quoting names for like the sake of Please the radio. Don't, yeah. <laughs> Come after me for like her, we can have a discussion. Um, but there were so many of you and having so many outrageous opinions. Like the, the worst one I've seen was uh, that the housing market is essentially controlled by very few families. And I can see that, you know. It's true. You yeah, don't have definitely. one man because often arguments uh, brought by people is that, no, but listen, it was a man who worked hard through his life. He finally saved all the pennies. He bought the house and now he wants to be the fair landlord who... Bullshit. Yeah. I'm not saying that it, I'm not bullshit. saying they don't exist, but I can I, I can honestly not say that that's that's every land. No, that's definitely, definitely not every landlord, and most of them are at, at this point. I have to say, let's call them criminals. You know, like many of these people. Well, until I have actual proof, you cannot call someone. But like the way they treat their their tenants, the way many of them probably achieved their wealth. Yeah, criminals. So. Let's call them as such. Yeah. You know. Well, let's listen to a song that's maybe about a bit of a feeling that. We, we as tenants have. might have, but mm-hmm. I also think that a lot of landlords, because uh, there's a lot they have to deal with as well, at some point might have. Songs called I Have No More Fucks to Give by Thomas Benjamin Wild. Um, yeah, well, I don't know. Do you have any fucks to give? Not a single one. Oh, well, well, this guy doesn't. <laughs> Never. I tried, 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 and I tried even more. I've cried, 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 and I can't recall what for. I pressed, I pushed, I've yelled, I begged in hopes of some success. But the inevitable fact is that it never will impress. I've no more fucks to give, my fucks have runneth dry. I've tried to go fuck shopping, but there's no fucks left to buy. 
I've no more fucks to give, no more fucks I've tried to get. I'm over my fuck budget and I'm now in fucking debt. Strive to get everything done. I've played by all the rules, but I very rarely won. I've smiled, I've charmed, I've wooed and laughed, alas, to no avail. I've run round like a moron to unequivocally fail. I've no more fucks to give, my fuck fuse has just blown. I've been hunting for my fucks all day, but they've upped and fucked off home. I've no more fucks to give, my fuck rations are depleted. I've rallied my fuck army, but it's been fucking defeated. The effort has just not been worth the time or the expense. I've exhausted all my energy for minimal recompense. The distinct lack of acknowledgement has now So fucked off, they refuse to fucking stay. I've no more fucks to give. My fucks have gone insane. They've come back round and passed me while they're fucking off again. I've no more fucks to give. My fucks have all dissolved. I've planned many projects, but my fucks won't be involved. I've no more fucks to give. My fucks have all been spent. They fucked off from the building, and I don't know where they went. I've no to give I've no more fucks to give I've no more fucks I've no more fucks I've no more fucks to give Hello again, this is Rafa speaking with Katinka in the studio. Hello. We are talking about tenants, landlords, Housing yeah. laws, yes. And everything around it. And yes. everything and everyone around it. Um, before we continue our discussion, um, this blog is going to be about actual tenants, our rights, um, our problems, struggles. Struggles. Struggles as well. that we have. Let's jump to Luna, our yeah. co host. We as have well. a short recording of Luna, um, one of uh, our main SRM members. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, she told us a bit about uh, her struggles uh, as a tenant, especially right now. In the well, starting crisis. as a person in the first place, because yeah. that's like the human factor that's often missed by the landlords. You can treat it as much as a business, but you are renting not to a business, you're renting to people, you yeah, know, and have people lives. have people's struggles and lives and, and stories and yeah, everything around here. So let's uh, jump to Luna. yeah, let's listen to what she has to say about this. Mm -hmm that I'm gonna work enough hours per month so sometimes it's just about enough um, for my monthly needs sometimes it's not so um, it wasn't that great of a contract but still enough kind of okay um, given my circumstances uh, I had to do that to kind of a way to guarantee that I have at least some sort of money in case things get really bad because my mom is from Brazil and the currency is always fluctuating a lot. So you're never quite sure whether you're going to have enough um, every month to pay rent and university bills and food and everything else. So 
I had the student job as my safeguard kind of thing, and I've kept it up until very recently uh, when I graduated. So I graduated about end of March, I think, more or less. And because I graduated, I lost my student job. Uh, that was a bit before the quarantine situation was been, had been announced. Uh, they sent me an email, actually, I think around February that the, the contract was going to be cancelled already. And at that point, I wasn't too worried about finding a job. I thought, okay, I can just wait a couple of weeks and then go for it. But then quarantine was announced. Suddenly everything was closed. Um, it, it just became way harder to find a job per se. And I found myself in a position that I couldn't apply for any sort of unemployment help from the government either because my contract had ended before the quarantine had been announced, uh, which meant that I didn't qualify to any of the helps that were being offered by the government. And so I was a bit in, in a bit of a sticky situation because my studies ended. So I need to, my mom was relying on the fact that I was going to find a full-time job so she could stop helping me because she's helping me. But it's a struggle for her as well. It's not like she has a lot of money. Uh, a lot of the time she gets into debt in Brazil to send me some money so I can survive here. So it's not a pleasant situation for neither of us. So, that was Luna speaking, Katinka, opinions? Yeah, well, I think, uh, especially, you know, the, the whole story about the corona crisis, it's very unfortunate. I think it was unfortunate timing altogether, uh, because obviously you either have a job or you start looking for a job as soon as you finish your studies, which is also what she sa said, like, I'm finishing my studies and I thought I had time, uh, but I didn't. She finished literally the, her, we, we did, we, some of you, some of our listeners who may know Luna already from the, the, the slime, the slime yeah. episode, yeah, <laughs> I called it the episode. goop. Yeah. So she finished literally like a, a week before yeah, the quarantine started, so. you beginning know? Beginning of March is when she finished and the quarantine was there like mid-March. So mm -hmm. she was kind of getting back from studies and then... Um, shit the, happened. Yeah, and then shit hit the fan. Basically. Essentially. Um, so it's a very unfortunate situation for her especially. But it's also something that everybody ends up into by the end of your studies. You finish your studies or you're living on a student budget and um, you have to zero out a contract, obviously, which is what a lot of students have. Or, as I have to point out, sorry, I said this is going to be a harsh episode. Or yeah. you have your daddy paying for you and usually you are from a country that sells all the Wurst and beer, right? <laughs> yeah. And your name could be Jürgen and has umlaut in the last name okay. as well. We're so going to get into that later. Get there. There's, there's more, uh, more opinions, more different situations. Uh, but yeah, if we talk about Luna's once, and um, which a lot of students and especially young people have, is it, it's it's every month you have to count your pennies, right? Exactly, living from like the month to month, the yeah. like yeah. And rent is so expensive. It's it's usually the biggest expense that we have, um, and for not even the best places because we know Luna's place. Uh, a lot of maybe some of our listeners have been to an SRM party last year, which the was still in the, in the haunted house, which is the place that we're talking about now. Um, which is it's a beautiful place, but it's very old. There's you know you have the single glass. You get shocked by the electricity sometimes. Just and it's you know I think the main point is that the place is completely neglected. Yeah, completely. If I may jump here, like what really piss started pissing me off, especially in the last two weeks, um, is that, for example, I we have pretty nice landlord, like in my place. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I cannot complain. Like I had worse people like than him, but when when I, we started making the calculations that like we paid the guy approximately thirty thousand euros a year, yeah, you know, easily. Easily. Um, well, I mean, that's the basic rent, whatnot. I don't know what kind of tax refunds he gets and whatnot. And they probably do, you know, because there are mm. special rules for like all those people. And like now we are talking about the house that just as Luna's place has like single windows. We actually had no heating during winter, you know, and we are paying 
premium price for it. And then we started thinking like, okay, so you have 30,000 euros put into the place per year. And in our case, none of it gets back into the place, you yeah, know? Back. And it's also because you cannot complain as a student. Uh, you, you have no other place to go. You're happy if you even have a place. So exactly. You better stay there. Uh, and that's what you see in a lot of the student houses, but also other places, because I rented a place once, which was actually rented by uh, to me by the Gemeente. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was this place that they were maybe going to sell or tore down or whatever. So we, we could live there pretty cheap. We had this uh, apartment for 500 euros a month, all inclusive. So it was amazing. And it was, you know, near the Oscar. It was yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. last that building. That's is still that the building that they put the yeah, mural on? Yeah, that they put the bird on right now. On right yeah, now exactly. Which I got yeah. kicked out of three years ago. They mm. ended our lease a month before uh, the end. They were like, okay, you're not going to get another half a year mm. because we're going to tear it down this year. Which and, is three and years ago, and now there's a there. beautiful bird <laughs> on it, so they're not going to tear it down uh, any day soon. Uh, and when I started living there, it was fine. And then at some moment, you know, the, the other people that were living there, which they were living there illegally, but it they was got, old Montreal people, wasn't yeah. it? And yeah, and they got kicked out. It, so yeah. it was just me and my roommate. We were living there a huge building and it was just the two of us and they started tearing down the, the bridge in front of it mm-hmm. which started at six o'clock in the morning it was a lot of noise we had no sleep uh, rats were in our like literally i had rats fighting in my kitchen and did the landlord do anything about it no or? well uh, no they just said like well you have to put down some poison which is by the way you cannot even buy this poison because it's illegal in the it's Netherlands. Illegal, but that's right. what they t- yeah. they told me you have to take care of it yourself and that was always the comment like you only pay two, 250 euros so you should not complain mm. but i mean there was rats living there uh, there was i ha- had no sleep because they were tearing down everything around us and also there was leakages so i had uh, they actually had to buy me a new mattress because there was black water leaking out of my ceiling yeah but you know that's the my thing dad. um like that's the think so many people are not aware that tenants also have rights yeah um because as we well i'm aware and i c- you are aware. about it i made them buy me a new uh, mattress mm-hmm. uh, i told them that if they would not fix the boiler that they would also have to buy me a new couch because it was also leaking on my couch and that is one day ended the lease and they were just like okay please leave please leave because you're asking yeah. too many questions after and half, half a year demands. of you have to take this because you're only paying 250 euros but from, uh, at some point it was not a place where you could live anymore mm-hmm. right and i think that's that's a difference between um going as basic as you can go and just you're making it so difficult for people to have a life because your house your room is your room right you have to be there you have to be safe and it's a basic need that we have yeah th- exactly like not just it's not that just it's a basic need what's more important is that yeah again gentrification and the prices put on all of these things you know because yeah. okay like if if we imply that something is a basic need that it should be within achievable norms you know when you look at the housing market which is a huge issue in Maastricht in Netherlands um the prices that are being put on like they're outrageous you Crazy, know yeah. it's like many times like i i myself like i kind of like the house i live in but like we also didn't change it because like we are aware me and my housemates that like the process of changing the place getting the deposit and everything is just such a hustle you know yeah, and we don't know our rights a lot of no. a lot of us don't know our rights and and you just think that you have to take this mm. because you have no place to go 
Yeah. So. Rights, huh? Let's talk about rights during the next episode. Our tenant rights and also landlords, they can be cunts, but uh, they still have some rights. Yeah, but just know that you have rights and mm. that you don't have to be silent, which is a bit about the next song That's that we're going to listen song? to. This is uh, your title song, Ralph. It's all about you and everything oh, you have to say. Oh, I will never be silenced. Yeah, nobody will ever be silenced, especially not after this song. This especially is a not Ralph. song from the new Aladdin movie, Speechless. Here comes a wave meant to wash me away A tide that is taking me under Swallowing sand left with nothing to say My voice drowned out in the thunder But I won't cry And I won't start to crumble Whenever they try to shut me or cut me down won't go speechless that was naomi scott singing speechless from uh, aladdin 
And yeah, we're talking about landlords and tenants and everything in between and all the struggles that we're having. We're talking a bit about how we as tenants don't really know our rights. Yeah. Keep lowering our standards because we're happy if we even have a place to live in and if we can manage to pay for it. Um, But yeah, there's a very, very much a difference, I think, between a real landlord and a business owner. Yeah, that's true. I think real landlords, I had one in uh, the last uh, apartment that I lived in which was quite expensive, but I think he could have gotten more for it and also um, gave us just a lot of service. You know, he was taking care of us as tenants. You shouldn't complain too much, but every time if something was wrong with the water or with the electricity or whatever, we would just send him a WhatsApp message and either today, tomorrow or next week, but he would come and fix it Mm. uh, because that's also what you pay for, right? You know that these people are making money, which is fine. But yeah, we are not like we would like to state that okay, this is a harsh episode. We are, but we are not shitting on people for, I don't know, being trying landlord, to make money. Having, being a landlord, you know, like the out, yeah. what we are trying to discuss is the principle of being a landlord. You yeah. know, like what it's a responsibility as well. If you rent a place to people, then you need to make sure it's habitable. Yeah, definitely. And worth and the money. That's what he did. You know, the fir- the first day we moved in, he even passed by because w- there was one of the 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 plugs in the wall that that was kind of loose. So he's like, okay, I have to put that back in there. Uh, and here's a fire blanket for your kitchen. And if anything else is wrong, then just let me know. So I think that's fine. We don't even have fire blankets in our place. Yeah. So that's not right. So, so let's listen to Luna talking about her landlord. Yes. A bit better experience. Yeah. I mean, Different experience. I don't think it's that bad. We've heard way worse stories than this one. That's true. Uh, but there's also things going on. And uh, yeah, let's just listen what she has to say about it. Mm-hmm. With our landlord, it's not too bad uh, compared to other stories that I've heard from people that live here in the city. I'm sure some of these stories are going to arise during the show. Um, but thankfully with us, it's not too bad. There, there are there its moments to it, but overall it's kind of okay. One of our housemates has already managed to find a deal with her landlord, so she's not going to pay um, the following months. Um, she's already kind of moved out somewhere else. Her things are still here, but because of corona, she cannot move it, um, take the things away. So it's good that she managed to settle on that. Um, and now me and the rest of our housemates are in the process of trying to write a letter, a formal letter to our landlord, explain the situation and see what sort of agreement we can make as well. Because the thing is that previously we we made a mistake. Uh, we signed a, a agreement with our landlord saying that we would move out from this house in July or June, actually, uh, because he's planning on selling the house. But given the circumstances right now, we don't know if we can actually move out or not. We don't know if the quarantine is still going to be a thing. So... Welcome back. That was Luna speaking, like sharing her experience with the landlord, Katinka. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like not, well, as we talked, like not all landlords are all well, terrible people. Um, often, I think we had a discussion about bureaucracy recently. Yeah. Like <laughs> how it's not that the people are bad. It's just like the lack of... Uh, I know personal touch is often like what's what's missing. Like in yeah, you lose the people in the process. I mm. think that's what happens. Uh, what happens with business normally? You know, you yeah. you crunch the numbers. You want like your rent to be paid and everything. Like my uh, landlord started comp- started writing to me only a month into the quarantine every day for five days straight. Phone calls, WhatsApp messages, emails. Oh, WhatsApp is so easy. And 
that's after I gave him like explanation to my situation and telling him that I need time, you know, I understand that the man, because like that was the argument coming from a lot of those spoiled, like middle class people like shitting on Luna and like now we are going to shit on them, you know, you need to understand that there's so many people in the world that are, that live that are not so lucky as you are. Not everyone can work from home, not everyone has a stable job or savings. And just shitting on people for them not having it doesn't solve the issue. Or the right? money is coming from another place because a lot of people think that, you know, your students or your parents should cover it. But Luna is from Brazil and like she also told us, like the currency there, it's so different. Completely broken. Like for her mom working full time here, for even for that full income, you couldn't even rent out an apartment. No, exactly. Because the euro is so strong and in Brazil the money is, is it's fucking worthless compared to what we make here. But you know what's the best part? As I said, my landlord and I suppose their landlords was like really on the point when it came to like chasing for money but when i contacted my landlord back about the money owed to us regarding for example no heating during winter yeah. all of a sudden i have four day silence <laughs> you yeah. know because like as we discussed like the tenants often don't know their rights they assume that like it's a dutch guy it's often white dutch guy especially in maastricht that owns the house and not just one house multiple houses in the first i mean place. you live in a country uh, that is actually white people so yeah yeah, has so nothing to do with it, but nothing to do with <laughs> it. But you can see patterns, right? But like then, then, then we are talking about the fact that um, that these guys have those houses. They probably have legal advisors and lawyers, and they know their rights. And yeah. they abuse the fact that like the, the tenants do not know their rights in the yeah. first place. And you have a lot of rights as well. In yeah, the first and place. I, I think landlords is one part, um, but jewels. Are we yeah, gonna talk about that. So you have landlords and you have tenants. You have you have people that uh, that own the biz uh, the business that own the the houses, and then you have us who rent the rooms. Mm. But then there's other people and companies that put themselves in between there. And the middlemen. Yeah, yeah. Then you have a whole new business where somebody is talking to landlords like, "Oh, we're going to do everything for you, and you don't have to talk to these, you know, ignorant students. We'll take care of that." And they tell the students like, "You don't have to deal with the landlord because we know all your rights, and we're going to take care of everything." And you, you just only have, to have to pay, pay the pay double. Rent. Yeah. yeah. And then you have companies like, and I think we can call them out by now because they've lost so many lawsuits, and they're a big topic in sharing is caring every time. And yeah, by now they went bankrupt. SB? I mean, I'm sorry. No, I'm talking about Jules. Oh. I think that's the... Because the, uh, I'm not saying this is a bad thing. You know, the, the basic idea, I think, is fine because landlords want to rent out the places and they don't want to deal with all this legal stuff and the same thing goes for the tenants. So it's fine if a company wants to cover that. But Jules is kind of an example of that idea gone wrong. Because mm -hmm. you see so many students that did not get back their deposits and then it's it's not even the landlords that did, didn't want to pay it back. The landlords but never got them. Well, they either didn't get them or they uh, it, there's a company in between. So the landlord is like, I did transfer the money, but I transferred it back to Jules because mm. they are supposed to pay it back to you. And then if that company doesn't do anything, both the landlord and the tenants, they just don't know what to do. And the money is gone and everybody's unhappy mm. uh, and nobody has anything. <laughs> you know? No, that's true. And especially Le if you if you talk about international students and expats, like at some point, um, I think that's also what this situation, uh, what created this situation, is that a lot of these students move away. They study here for a year or two or maybe four and then you know that they're going to leave the country. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, whatever. You're they're not, not going to chase me. You cannot. You, know. you cannot even chase me, even if you wanted to, because you don't speak the language. You don't know your rights here. You don't know... Uh, the law that's the biggest abuse i think because like also like in my personal case as you know like i didn't know that i have so many rights in the 
country yeah, more because than we of could the... have ever imagined right <laughs> yeah, apparently but like um speaking of jewels and like other places like this wait yeah that's true everyone is unhappy but like i what i would like to ask during well not necessarily during the show because it's just the two of us talking right now but yeah. like especially during for the live stream maybe um is what kind of options could we have or what kind of structures could we create to avoid this abusive middleman or avoid not even abusive middlemen just abusive landlords yeah. um there should be more bodies that can actually support people right what what can for example do you know what can you do now in case you have a terrible landlord cat yeah well, it's very difficult um because a lot of the time there's not a lot that you can do without legal support exactly and that costs money or well, yeah, well it, it doesn't have to cost money because you can be uh, and that's how <laughs> you know what the whole of the netherlands is built of you, you can have insurance for that which costs you like two euros a month and you can have mm. legal support for everything but obviously nobody has that and nobody knows i have that i've had that now for three years but i only got it since i started my own company because then i, then I started thinking about you know mm -hmm. legal rights and people how do you call that me. this insurance this legal insurance uh how do you call that? Um, mm, uh, yeah, so in Dutch you call that a rechtsbijstandsverzekering. Holy shit, yeah. how do you translate that? Yeah, uh, uh, the rights, whatever. Yeah, so it's, it's insurance. an insurance to get a lawyer, basically. Mm. Um, which costs you a few euros a month, and then if you ever get into trouble, then. You will you have, have insurance for that, yeah. Okay. You might pay a bit more if you want to have it covered more. I have it, obviously, because I started a company. That's when I thought uh, started thinking about have, these yeah. things, yeah. Mm. And then it was like, oh, so for like two euros, I can have that for me privately as well. Well, let's do that then as well. Mm -hmm. um, but this is something that you don't have, and especially as a student. It's not the first thing that you think about. No, of course. I, I've been living here for seven years, organized a festival, and I haven't heard of this, you know. No, so. it's, it's just, and especially, you know, for Dutch people, we know that's there, but it's just not something that you feel like you need mm. well until the quarantine hits and corona appears right yeah or until you have rats fighting in your kitchen so <laughs> with these positive notes let's jump to a song yeah which uh, i mean if you're talking about rats fighting in your kitchen for me that was definitely a, a feeling like i was on a highway to hell so let's just listen to an let's acdc highway classic. to hell yeah <laughs>
Highway to Hell by ACDC. Hell yeah. Yeah, I'm Katinka. I'm here with Rolfa. I'm Rafa. Uh, from Student Radio Maastricht. We are. Yes, here at RTV Maastricht 107.5. I, I wanted to say live, but we're not live. We're actually pre-recording, obviously, because we cannot be in the studio. No. Um, but we're talking about landlords, tenants, and the companies in between that put them in, in between there. Uh, and we had a few recordings. So the next one that we're going to listen to is from Jürgen, and uh, Business student, I think. If in I Maastricht. Right. Yeah, here yeah. in Maastricht. Very opinionated business student. Yeah, very opinionated. And I also... I think his father pays for his rent as well. I don't know. Well, maybe. Uh, but he, he had a bit of a different opinion, I think, than Luna. And um, I don't know about the landlords. We didn't talk to a landlord, actually. Um, but, yeah, different one than the ones that we listened to or the stories that we already told. So let's uh, let's listen to what he has to say about the, the whole situation between landlords and tenants. Yes, because we are media outlet, yeah, aren't we? Yeah, every, uh, every point So of let's view. listen to Jürgen. Ladies of the evening getting my entire shit honked like an old car horn. Heidi Klum, she uh, she has the uh, dime uh, titan with the squeezy. I like to put my face in the... It, when I went to Africa, yeah, it was just so spiritual. And I can't imagine these people give a shit about their landlords. They they, they, they do not care about giving their rights to the local warlords. So the landlords have to cover the students their costs because they choose clearly drugs and alcohol above paying rent. Mein Vater, he owns seven, eight properties in Munich. He vents them. They have no eating, no, no electricity, but in the... Anyway, the, what I was trying to say is these problems I have, they, they cause me to spend many, many hours a day replying to people on Dino Facebook, getting very, very defensive about things I don't really understand. But I am I angry and I, I study economics, I, I own a business, I, I steal the bicycle and sell the bicycle. My, my father owns the business actually, but uh, I own the bicycles. Wow, this guy, huh? Like, I, I generally don't know what the economic students are learning in this city, but if more of them are like this, then the world is lost, I think. You know, Kat, like, for me, the biggest problem with people like this is that um, they never had to work in their life. There's so many kids. I mean, I call them kids. For me, they can be over 18, they can be 20, 22, 25, but, like, none of them ever lived life. None of them ever had to work for their life. They just were sent by parents, get paid by parents and yeah well sorry. i mean it's it's definitely um it's definitely a different approach i would say to this situation <laughs> call it as you will but i mean that would be for us talking to somebody living um in in south africa in one of the slums you know mm. it's, it, we also don't know what they're going through so i kind of get i get that he doesn't get the situation that maybe you or luna is in or i have been in um years ago mm. Uh, which I mean, fine. All respect for that. I'm I'm happy for him that he has never been in that situation. But I think saying that, um, you know, people, people are trying to make advantage. Yeah, people are trying to take advantage of the situation. Um, like this is a chance not to pay rent and go out and and you know drink from that money that you now have left over. I think that's just a bit. Not that he said that literally, but that's a bit too easy of a way to go. Mm -hmm. um, I think we should definitely still have respect for our landlords because even if you, they're making money, obviously, off our rent, but there's also still expenses for your landlord, right? They still that's have true. to pay for the electricity and for the gas that you're using and for the internet. Um, so I think we should just, you know, 
try to make it as manageable as we can for each other. So for mm -hmm. the landlords, I would definitely say don't start charging, don't keep charging the full rent. Just maybe make a calculation of what you need to cover the mortgage. And because the thing is everything. that like the mortgages and everything, like as far as I'm concerned, many of the countries or many of the banks have put um, a stop. I think you mortgages. can freeze them, yeah. Yeah. So nowadays, like those people, they don't have additional costs because like their tenants didn't pay. It's like often it's a bullshit nowadays that... I'm not completely sure. I think it's something that... that uh, our wonderful Rutte uh, requested, mm. but I'm not sure if the banks have to freeze them. No, they don't. Well, but it's like an yeah. option. I'm not sure. We we should we should look discuss into this. that during the live stream. Yeah, let's look into it, and then uh, we'll we'll know for sure mm -hmm. <laughs> by the live stream. Uh, but it has been mentioned that um, you know landlords don't have to, or people with mortgages don't have to pay them if you cannot. So I think you can make arrangements. They can make arrangements with the banks, and then also don't keep charging the full rent for your tenants. And as a tenant. I mean, pay what you can pay. Mm -hmm. I, I do agree with the point that we shouldn't just neglect our rent. Yeah. I mean, if you cannot pay, you cannot pay it. But if you can, I mean, even if you can pay 50 euros, just pay that. Mm -hmm. Or at least go to your landlord and say, I have 50 bucks or I have 100 euros. I don't have to full 600, but I can give you 100 or 150. And I think that would really help for your uh, landlord to... Give you, know, you credibility yeah, as discuss well, Discuss the situation. What, what can we do for each other? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like that's it's still down to down to landlords right now because yeah. again I'm still gonna be steadfast about my point. I still think most of them are cunts. You most of them like didn't actually like were like honest people like who worked and like oh I bought a house and I'm gonna be like no, they are business people. They are they were either born into it. They either. Er, their parents earned their money. They were born into it. They have it, you know. Or maybe they so worked, had businesses, but this is not. This shouldn't just be a business. No, it shouldn't dealing be. Dealing with people, housing, and a roof above somebody's head. So nowadays, when you're talking about quarantine, when people are forced to stay home, when they cannot work, when they cannot find a new place, you know, mm. threatening with evictions, um, forcing people to pay, like. Landlords need to be more understanding. Of course, we acknowledge the fact that they have the mortgages to pay and whatnot. They need to understand that they're also renting to people. Yeah, if you're you threatened know? with an eviction in this time, you have then no you are just a massive cunt. But I don't, don't think that they respect. can, right? They cannot. No, they they, they cannot, but they will still try. You know, because like many of the yeah. again, we are talking about tenants not knowing their rights. Guys, until first of June, as far as I'm concerned, all evictions are on hold if yeah. they are based on the Corona crisis. Of course. Um, I agree. Landlords have the rights. You you cannot own a house and then lend it to people and then have it turn into a junkie hole, right? Yeah. That's what the landlord rights are protecting them from. But at the same time, most of the people, most of the people are actually renting places. Well, they are not junkies. They are not trashing the places. Well, we are talking no, exclusively no. about money now, you know? So... Yeah. Yeah. Let's get into get into our next song mm. um, because that's also that you something that maybe you can do if you cannot figure it out with your landlord. Go for the landlord's daughter. You maybe? can sleep with the landlord's daughter. Or try. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Talk to her. Have some tea. I will try. <laughs> they live in Italy right now, so. All right. Well, that that might not the best be the best place to go to, but um, yeah, the wicked man, landlord's daughter. It's our next song. Girl. Yeah. 
Much has been said of the strumpets of yore, of wenches and bawdy house queens by the score, but I sing of a baggage that we all adore, the landlord's daughter. Oh, her lips are as roses, her wine is a treat. Her whiskey is good and her figure is neat. And while she is serving her bitter, she's sweet. The landlord's daughter, you'll never love another. Although she's not the kind of girl to take home to your mother. Her ale, it is lively and strong to the taste. She's brewed with discretion and never with haste. You can harbour your like if you swear not to waste. The landlord's daughter, and when her name is mentioned, the parts of every gentleman do stand up at attention. Now there's Jane of the Blossom and all of the crown, pretty Kate of the Garter and Sardown in town. But Dolly who keeps her red heart of renown, but I'll take the landlord's daughter, oh nothing can delight so, as does the path that lies between her left toe and her right Rafa speaking, RTU Maastricht, 107.5 FM, and with me, Katinka. <laughs> say hi. hi. <laughs> <laughs> she was waiting for it. Yeah, I wasn't allowed to say hi. No, no, hi. no. You know, you got to keep it under control. Um, that was the Wicker Man, and the song was The Landlord's Daughter. Fantastic girl. Yes, beautiful so, woman. Beautiful woman, much more beautiful than her father, apparently. Um, we talked about, uh, about tenants' rights. Yes. Not so much about landlord rights. Because well, a little bit, but you don't really like the landlord rights. We, now, do I you? don't like landlords. Um, I think the whole system, how it's how it works, how they are verified and everything needs to be changed. Yeah. Le- le- let's be honest. Like, don't you think that the actual prices of houses or like of renting the places just in Maastricht aren't way too high? Compared of to course basic it is. It's pricing. crazy. And you know, yeah. the funny thing is I've been paying almost 900 euros of rent for like over th- two years, but... I cannot even get a mortgage, which I would have to pay 400 euros a month for. Banks mm. won't give it to me. So um, so the I'm, money I'm talks again. The rich people can buy yeah, houses and crazy. screw the rest. It's, and that's also something that's wrong in the system, like buying a house. Because, you know, most landlords, you know that they don't even have their own house. They have this place and they have like the place next door and they have the place at the other side. In the city, yeah, my landlord has in, in Italy, two, you know? at least two places in the city. Yeah. 
and he owns a huge villa in Italy. This man is not starving. He's no, not missing money But that's also kind of what sure, makes you, you hate know? them because they have five houses and you cannot even buy one even though buying one would be cheaper than renting. Essentially, like three years of renting a house would essentially like at this rate for like for our house and like, yeah, we are not just a student house. We live essentially as a family, you know? So like yeah. I can imagine like, ourselves like at some point like banding up and being like, okay, let's buy this place because... As I said, for me, the biggest problem is but that... But, Ralfa, you're not going to get the mortgage. We are not going to get the mortgage. That's the thing, because you have to... Well, and even if you have to buy in, you're not going to get the mortgage because t- you don't make enough money. Hmm. So how do you make money? Build a house, scam I, I your buy, tenants, buy and then make more tenants, money to yeah. buy more houses. Huh? But that's also that's something that system. is broken in the system, I think. It, it should be easier for us to get a mortgage. Uh, for me especially, it's hard because I have my own business. So mm, all of a sudden, I have to make eight times the same amount of money from my neighbor who gets a mortgage. Mm. So that that's just, you know, all those things. Um, it's all about safety. Every, uh, I think there, 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 are, there are better things than... Or, well, okay... Uh, because now we are talking about government having to provide support. Well, in a way. So, yeah. for example, let's say government would uh, forcefully lower the actual mortgages for, I don't know. It's not up to government, it's up to the banks. Uh, okay, well, government forces the banks. It's, it can let's be say done. they could, yeah. yeah if, <laughs> in if, a perfect world. Yeah. But like what, what, what I want to touch upon is not just like the, these kind of rules. There's so many rules that could be done on a city level. For example, yeah. the Hemente Maastricht. Hemente Maastricht, I'm talking to you specifically now. You should be double-checking so that there's not like one person or one family owning 10 houses in the city. This is outrageous. Because you get a monopoly. Because you get a monopoly and then these fuckers, they know exactly what are they dealing with and they know that they can scam other people. Another thing, not just like not having these rich fuckers having too many houses in the city, put a limit on maximum rent in the city. Yeah, well, I mean, that that, but the thing, thing is do. that limit is there, but that limit goes up when you don't have enough places and people want to pay more and can pay more, right? Mm. And it's not like we really can, but you figure it out because you have to have a house, you have to have a place to live. Yeah, yeah I think so. But yeah, we're going to continue talking about this in our live stream. Yeah, we will. So, so do you have any cultural agenda? Yes, we have a cultural agenda, again, digital one. So, uh, yeah, for our own things, it's, again, Corona Cribs. We're still making videos. So we re- released, I think, two or three since last week. Um, since last week, we released three episodes. Yeah. All right. So you can watch those either on our Facebook page or on YouTube. It's Corona Cribs with a Z. Corona Cribs. Corona Cribs with a hashtag as well. Yeah, with a hashtag. So just about different places in the world where people have to stay inside. What do their houses look like? How does the government support them or not? And what are they going through in the lockdown? Um, if you want to join that, you can send us a message or send us a video and uh, you can be part of that project. Um, Facebook live stream will start at 7 o'clock. So we'll go live on Facebook and uh, we have some guests there as well to talk some more about the rights that we have as tenants and the situation that we're in and now the in the struggles. lockdown. Yeah, struggles. Um, also workshops by you, I think. Yeah, I'm still giving workshops, uh, giving them through the student hotel. But I also started them um, via my own Facebook page and um, website. So check them out. It's a live your best life online workshop series so everything's online and via zoom and safe um match maastricht unless you're in singapore <laughs> well what what the singapore banned all the all the classes on zoom 
because some people are hacking them and showing their genitals oh, to no. 13 year olds. Oh my god. So like awful. the zoo <laughs> is banned as a schooling uh, tool in Singapore. Okay, well no no balls in my workshops, but besides no. that you can still join them. Uh, Match Maastricht made a Facebook group Connect and Support Maastricht so you can join that. Um uh, there's things to do on there. There's also support groups, people to study with because obviously our study buddies are now locked in their mm-hmm. student rooms, but Match is trying to make online study groups as well and let's not forget about support groups for tenants or well juridisch locket yeah juridisch locket yeah if you need some support with your rent now um I don't know if sharing is caring is the best place to oh, go. Oh, sharing to right is caring is one of the worst places to they, go to in yeah, at I any mean, time. To be honest, everybody got very mean with our Luna, um, but yeah, uh, it's just like. Yuridus <laughs> Loket uh, is definitely a good one to talk to because you can get free legal advice, um, and they will at least know where you can go and what support you can get, and if you have to hire a lawyer, where you can get that and how much it will cost you. Mm-hmm. Um, I so think yeah. the first advice is for free. <laughs> With your research locket. If you go there, the, the advice that you get from them is free. Yeah. And then if you really need the legal support, you might have to pay something. Yeah, but, but they with will know and what. often, trust me, guys, like what I've learned myself, this personal experience in the past few years, many of the landlords think you don't know your rights. But the moment you show that you are looking into your rights and you have a legal advisor, trust me, they are starting to shit their pants. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Or just ask somebody that studies the law here because we have a lot of law students as well. That's true. So reach out to them because that's what I did when I was living in uh, with the rats in my uh, kitchen. Um, four of my colleagues actually back then were law students, so they helped me out a mm. lot. So that's also very nice. So don't forget, you're not alone, guys. There's always going to be support. Should you not find one, contact us. Yeah, definitely. We'll help you out. We'll see what we can do. Um, yeah, and then next week for our show next week, we're going to talk about student support during this lockdown. So what people are supporting students and what are uh, Zuid and uh, Maastricht University doing for their students. And in our Facebook live stream, I'm super excited about this. Super. In our Facebook live stream, we're going to have the rector of Maastricht University. So she's she will talk to us and tell us some more about what's happening backstage at the university how are they trying to support the students and where can you go as a student if you need extra support um so we're gonna get yeah we're gonna get all the ins and outs about that fantastic okay so the final thoughts final words thank you rtv thank you code zero four three thank you cut fuck you landlords (laughs) yeah okay well thank you rafa for being here in this episode and uh, keeping us all sharp and real um and i'm just super excited for this next uh, song do you want to announce it Will I announce it? Yeah, it's Jebrur, I think. That's what yes. you said. And the song is Kind van der Duvel. Kind van der Duvel, Child Duvel. of the Devil, which Sounds is what like we me. think our landlords are, but I think definitely our landlords will think this of us as I well. I think we have other words for landlords, but see you guys next week. Kind van der Duvel, very Dutch music. Enjoy. I'm going to do a dance on this song. Kind van der Duvel, mama. Jij hoeft niet te huilen, feesten als of elke dag hier mijn laatste is. Hoop dat je deze draait op mijn begrafenis. Fuck it.